What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Quick Snaps Roundtable, one of our favorite things. And we're going old school with a couple of our favorite guests from way back in the day. So uh, a couple housekeeping announcements, and then we'll bring in our guests. Uh, We're doing something here in this space every Wednesday night on Facebook Live here on the Kostaki uh, Facebook fan page. Um, And this, of course, will be broadcast as it normally is later uh, as a podcast. Wherever you get your podcasts, you can check out uh, Quick Snaps. We encourage you to jump on and join the group. We're going to be going weekly here pretty soon. Probably skip next week, and then I think we'll be weekly after that. Right, Aaron? we got football, we think, probably. You're the boss, boss. Follow along. And, in fact, if you're uh, you're a big fan, uh, jump on and uh, go to patreon.com, type in Quick Snaps. We got a few perks for you uh, to thank you back for your supporting the podcast. So on that note, Dave Vabonis let me know that he just received his custom 49ers jersey in the mail. It has come. USA. Nice. All right. USA. USPS. <laughs> yeah. Aaron Hodges supporting the post office. Very nice. USPS, That's baby. Great. All day. Let's go. For all the good reasons, but also because your dad was a longtime post office employee, correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well done. A great organization. That is, of course, my partner, Aaron Hodges. He and I do Quick Snaps, the podcast, every week during the football season and about once a month otherwise. And we have two of our favorite guys from back in New York, and we all used to hang and do this stuff live together. Uh, We got Tom Ryan and uh, Jason Cantor. Yay! All right. Yay. Thanks for joining us, kids. So I, I'd hate to get too off the topic of football, but I do just want to hear you guys talk a little bit about how your crazy lives are in the last few months. I haven't talked to either one of you guys in forever. Uh, my two favorite things in life <laughs> are comedy and pool. Yeah. <laughs> and both of those activities I last partook in (laughs) i last did on march 13th wow So i've been hunkered down in my uh apartment here in new york and uh surviving i'm surprised to hear that you haven't played pool (laughs) that i haven't replaced pool that you haven't played pool at all because i feel like you could kind of keep your distance i you know they're not allowing them to open and and i don't think uh I think some pool rooms upstate may have opened, but nothing in New York. And I might at some point jump on a train and just go play pool for the day. Uh, you know, it's I actually have been having dreams about playing pool. Wow. 
and no dreams about doing comedy, which is kind of alarming. <laughs> you know. <laughs> hey, Tom, so, you can take the train up to my old building, the Greystone, and bullshit your way in and play. Uh, you're you're right. That table's open. <laughs> you're right. So that might be the answer. <laughs> And I have not been keeping up on football. I know I spoke to Jason earlier, and he said the same thing. Yeah, I have not been following anything this year, so a little bit rusty on many fronts. Somebody, the season starts uh, two weeks from tomorrow, and somebody uh, – I know, right? <laughs> somebody did a survey that said, does that sound right? And everyone was saying, no, that seems like it's way further away than that. Right. It's uh, September 10th, Thursday night. Yeah. coming to the yep. here. I guess it's the, it is the normal time frame, but, uh, yeah. It's but just so no, odd with all three of the other sports going, so. Right. The other sports are going. There's no preseason. It didn't ramp up. It's Ish. like it's all fucked up. Yeah. And so, so Cantor, you ran away. You live in New York, and you went away to Ohio for a little while, longer than you thought. Yeah, I did. I was here for the first five weeks, so I was here for, like, peak death there was like you know 150 yards uh out of the left side of my building here there was one of those uh, tractor trailers at the back of the hospital that they put up this kind of shielding stuff so they could they were like loading it with bodies you could see this gurney down there and uh i think peak death in new york city was the 19th of april i was here through the 22nd i was just like stuck in my box and then at night when the sun would go down i would go walk around because no one would be around i'd get a flask of whiskey and gracious just go like just try to walk five or six miles for exercise and and it just got I'm so old and what's that i'm losing you guys you guys keep talking i'm going to run down and redo a thing with the internet i'll be right back keep, keep you talking. got it okay wow that's the, uh, uh, that's real okay now are we still live or is that I, did he lose the feed i guess so i don't know what's happening right i think we should just assume that we are i guess yeah I probably well, forward um, yeah yeah, so just to fit, yeah, I went, I went, I, I packed up my car. I figured I'd be gone for maybe a month or so. And I went back to Ohio to see my parents, and uh, just it ended up stretching. There was, you know, there was nothing to come back for. There was no bars, there were no restaurants, there was no comedy, there was no, there was no anything. So right. just stretching out. And uh, it was great to be at a place where, you know, I had a backyard I could go out in. I was grilling almost every night for the four, all 16 weeks and, you know, crack, a, I was getting these, you know, these summer fest beers and cracking them, you know, right as I was firing up the grill as the sun was going yeah. down, walking my mom's dog and riding, I bought a bike. I was like riding like a 12 mile loop through the woods that I was doing daily. I, I, I lost 12 pounds through quarantine. I think I'm one of the few people that lost weight during Oh this. man. Tremendous. Hey, hockey's back. Welcome back. But I think yeah, for yeah, all, yeah. Good. Uh, yeah. I, I saw somebody say that the quarantine is all about uh hunks, chunks, and drunks. Like yeah. people, people kind of come out of it having used it to get fit or fat or hammered. Oh. You know? Well it's, I was telling my mom too, I was like, I'm I'm simultaneously living my healthiest life and my unhealthiest life because I'm like riding yeah. the bike so much, sweating, and then I get home and I, I start drinking at like nine PM and it doesn't stop till like two or three in the morning. Just like Yeah. I was I was infusing I was infusing whiskey and tequila with like peanuts. I've got like a bottle of <laughs> over here. That's that's a good balance. Wait a minute. As, how is that different from your regular life? That's yeah. what I'm sitting here thinking too. Yeah. The peanuts. I have more, peanuts. Free, I have more, <laughs> peanuts. more free time to do it now. The yeah. pandemic <laughs> peanuts. Yeah. Before, I, 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 before I'd have I just, a round trip train ride, you know, for an hour to do a show to six people. 
for no money. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have dreams about comedy? Uh, oh yeah, forgetting the forgetting the act is the you know the oh, nightmares. Yeah. Nightmares. Yeah. I got well. Nothing. My wife was quoting one of my jokes, and it didn't even sound familiar to me anymore. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, I I I consider myself lucky because I've been wanting to forget my act. <laughs> so there's an upside. How do you think we feel? We've been yeah, trying to forget exactly. your act for years. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny. I was about to tape. Uh, a new half hour about a week after the shutdown occurred and I was going to, you know, submit it to serious radio. And then the shutdown occurred, my, my horrible timing. And, and my good friend, Larry, the cable guy who lives in a different universe than I do, he got his taping done right before the shutdown <laughs> and he doesn't need it. Well, but that's the way the universe rolls. Louis, Louis C.K. did the, the exact same thing. He was planning on like a, a, yeah. on an April taping. And then March 8th weekend, he just like was somewhere doing a theater. And he's like, I'm taping tonight. And that's the end of it. He's like, it's the lockdown's coming. And he, you know. Oh, good so thinking. This March is not me. I thought, oh, this thing will last a couple of weeks. <laughs> I think that's what we all thought. Quarantine? I can handle a three-week quarantine. Come on! <laughs> I didn't think I'd be able to handle that, and that's yeah, what twenty right. three weeks ago. Yeah, I remember, somewhere. yeah, March thirteenth uh, was the that was the week that it all hit. It was when the NBA made that announcement. I remember I was on the subway and I saw it on my phone, and I thought, okay, this is getting real. I think yeah. that that's when it hit everybody. You know, that was and that was my birthday too. It hit me extra oh, hard. It's like, oh, is that right? Yeah, <laughs> damn. March eleventh, Wednesday was the uh, uh, when they okay. they pulled the plug in the NBA. Yeah, stopped the game and pulled the plug. Oh that's man, right. yeah, that was a that's a big mile marker in the seriousness sort of arc. You know, canceling South by Southwest. I was like, oh, yeah, that was a big cool. one too. How many? And then going to be open after this? That's right. Uh, and then Tom Hanks. Yeah, and I remember listening to a. Uh, New York Times podcast, they're interviewing a uh, Italian doctor who had 450 people who worked at his hospital were too sick to come in. And there were there was a parade of COVID patients coming in every day. And they oh. had this crazy triage system. And they had to decide who was going to live or die right there at the spot. They couldn't do, the place was completely overwhelmed. He was weeping. And I'm like, wow. Uh. This is not yeah. a country. This is fucking Italy. This is a serious thing. I I didn't yeah. accept it until that that moment. That was the moment right. for me. It was like, oh, this is bad. This I is I bad. saw him. I saw him too, and he looked like you at the end of the uh, Falcons Patriots Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he was dispirited. And, is what you're saying. and, the, and what a sad way to football. Not going well. Yeah. <laughs> nice segue to football. That is a good segue to football. So ha here's one of my questions for you guys. Would you opt out? There's a big opt-out clause that the players garnered in the collective bargaining and, you know, about 60-something guys. It ended up being a bigger number than some expected and a smaller number than I expected who just said, oh. nah. Well, they basically told their contract to the next season. They get a small stipend and yeah. they stay home the whole year. Would you Would you do that if you could swing it? I mean, I opted out of getting a haircut, 
So <laughs> I would probably opt out of <laughs> close contact as a uh, as a wide receiver, which I would probably be given my speed. Yeah, uh, is that right? Yeah. So I yeah, I don't know what I would do. I don't I don't know. I'm not in that position, but I know. I felt as though I've kind of worked hard to avoid getting this thing. That's the reason I don't want to go get a haircut. It's like, why increase the odds? I'll see it through. So when it, if I was a football player, I might go, you know what? It's going to be an odd season anyway. I might take a year off. Are there, man are there mandatory masks? Because that seems like something that should be at a close contact game. Did they Probably. make a determination on that? I think they were working on doing some kind of a face shield thing. Shield. I'm not sure what the final result of that analysis I, that, research was. Because that, that would definitely factor in. And then also, uh, you know, whether you're single or married, I think, uh, would, would, you know, would, would play. Uh, yeah. What, what year, you know, is it your first year in the NFL where you're trying to prove yourself? Is it, you know, the first couple of years? Is it right. towards the end of your career? Have you already proved yourself? I think, you know, there's a lot of, I think those are factors that I would think about. Right. Have you banked real money already? Right. Yeah. yeah. What, your, what your personal doctor says, you know, I mean, if I, also, I think if you're, you know, black or Latino that, you know, chance of death are higher, you know, that's right. got to There's some of the guys who opted out have newborn kids and. Yeah. Right. A grandparent who lives in the house and, you know, there's all those, there's a hundred factors. Yeah. I'd like to think that I would be able to, say thanks but no thanks and opt out but i don't know i mean you only have a few years to get in there and make some money and you'd hate to give one up and that's a machine that's going to keep churning without you uh you find some cheaper younger kid to come in and take your job you know you could, yeah. you, could e you could easily opt out your contract goes to the next year and then you get cut in spring training next year that's right yeah <laughs> and i mean it is different in baseball because you do have a much longer career and um theoretically though because if baseball yeah. starts so much later you have so many you know years in the minors you know depending on who you are yeah right but, but i yeah. mean if you're up and running in baseball you're pretty established and uh you know whereas with football yeah i mean you you, you know if you can get a few good years you're you're happy what's I mean, the average the most career, part. Like 22 to 27 or something it's gotta be yeah i mean it, what is the average if you're a running back, five, six it's years really, average, maybe. In terms of the real average, not the stars, but the real average is a very yeah. small number. It's probably right. two or three years. Yeah. Oh. Because so many kids come and go in a blink of an eye that we don't know their names, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. I, I don't know. I I don't know. I, I hope it all works out. I, I don't even know if it's a good idea, but I can't wait to watch it. You know what I mean? Like I'll, I'll be there. I can't wait Thursday night in two weeks to watch real football is going to be exciting. I, I yeah. It, it's funny. I have, I didn't think I would, but I've, I have gotten back into baseball and I watch and, um, and my team's not doing well, the Phillies. In fact, they're about to, blow another lead as we speak basketball i got back into a little bit and then my uh, the sixers died in four game sweep your sixers uh, suck your sixers yeah they suck they dude. they just they lack a killer instinct they have the goods they have the talent 
there's yeah. something uh, emotionally and psychologically missing from that team. Right. They just didn't have it last couple of years. Good on paper. Yeah, yeah. As coaching change will do them good, I think. You'd be yeah. a receiver is what you're saying? Can we go back? <laughs> he wants to go back to that. <laughs> go back to that bizarre fantasy. That's the position. Current age that? or 25-year-old Tom Ryan? Yeah, what, you're a wide receiver in this fantasy in your head? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I Did am. You play football as a kid? Because of my speed. I uh, played grade school football <laughs> and uh, was on a championship team in the seventh grade. And believe it or not, I was the shortest and skinniest kid in my eighth grade class, and I played center on my eighth grade team. <laughs> we did not win the championship, but I was pretty good. I, I would just hit low and uh, develop some blocking techniques, and then I played, I think, uh, safety on defense on occasion. I've known you for 20, 30 years, and when you say speed, I've never seen you go no. faster than a saunter. I've never. No, I know you. that's. I've never even seen you walk at a pace there, that you would consider normal that, human. Therein <laughs> lies the joke. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was slow for a center. <laughs> you know. <laughs> The the pulling guard used to dust me. You're not doing wind sprints in Astoria Park over right. COVID or something. Exactly. There's my. Uh, that's how I keep the weight down, right there. Light light beer. Hey, uh, Tom, if you're willing to discuss this, I think the yeah. people might be interested in your in your drinking patterns. That's so yeah. fascinating. Would you tell the audience what's going on with well, you? Fascinating from one perspective. The other perspective is. <laughs> I I consider myself, I don't mind saying this, an entry-level alcoholic, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> which I can live with. I know a guy that can take you to the next level. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So what I do, you like ago, I, heard a, I heard a phrase, I heard a phrase, if you can't, and this is only my first tonight. So I'm, I'm like, and I'll have a couple more of these and then go to bed, you know, um, but I heard years ago, a good phrase, if you can't solve the problem, manage the problem. So what I do is every few years, I'll take a year off or I'll take three months off, sometimes six months off. Now, I had a birthday uh, last September. I turned 60 and I thought, all right, October 1st, I'll, I'll have a big blowout birthday celebration. October 1st, I'm going to quit drinking for a year. And I was six and a half months in. And, and after a month in uh, quarantine, I thought, you know what? This is silly. <laughs> this, I mean, it's just stupid. Well, what's the point of this? So I, I started uh, buying beers again. And, you know, so, yeah, I, I just kind of go off and on through the years. I've done about two full years of not drinking. And I've done about three or four six-month periods of not drinking. And, and every year I do about a month off. And then occasionally I'll take two weeks off, you know? I like it. I think that's Just to break idea. the pattern and manage it. And it, it, I, I don't think I'm going to escalate much beyond this point. But it, it sounds odd, 
but turning 60 was a very liberating experience. You, you kind of don't care anymore in a healthy way. So hmm. that's where I'm at. I like it. If you can, if you can make it to 60 and just be entry level, you know, that's... entry level, not bad because yeah, like at age 50, I don't think I was entry level. <laughs> I was flirting with entry level. So I can see the trajectory and at 80, to 85, if I'm a raging alcoholic at 85, I can deal with that too. Yeah. <laughs> you can do it, man. Picasso didn't paint his first painting till he was 47, so. Is that right? There's still time for you to be a full-blown alcoholic. No, I don't actually know time. if that's true, but it sounded good. <laughs> yeah. No, I think he had his, uh, I think his blue period was in his 20s. That's what I was gonna say, yeah. Yeah. Well, legendary drunk, um, now I'm drawing a blank at his name. Uh, Post Office, the author. Um, Bukowski. Bukowski, he started, yeah, he started way late, late 40s, right? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. I, st yeah. I still hmm. have hope for the future. Yeah, his, his publisher or his agent, something had to, had to bribe him to quit his day job. Like, I will pay you money for the, I will pay you monthly money for the rest of your life if you quit and just concentrate on writing. And he worked at the post office. Wow, that's cool. That that is his cool. day job. He goes to the perfect day job. Little infotainment from Jason Cantor. And he, I think he stayed, he stayed with that job throughout his life, if I remember correctly. Hmm. I don't know. Oh. All right, so what are you guys looking forward to the most in the NFL season? What are you, any storylines that jump out at you? <clears throat> well, uh, uh, Eagles, I mean, that's who I follow. Um, my feeling is, Deshaun Jackson got himself into a little bit of trouble <laughs> earlier in the year, but that's blown over. He apologized. It, it blew over. He might have, like, he's getting up there in age, and I think he's the key to that team. If Wentz doesn't have a good wide receiver, <laughs> they're in trouble. Tim Wilson used to have a joke about uh... – when callers would call Larry King, he was always like very quick to get rid of bad callers. And he, and he did a quick impression that I always think of in my head. Larry the Jews. Hello, Cleveland. You know, you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's funny. That's what Larry, Jackson did. <laughs> watch Larry King live now. <laughs> Tim Wilson, come on now. My granddaddy used to put peanuts in Coca-Cola there. Yeah. Larry the Jews. Hello, yeah. Cleveland. You know, like, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Tim Wilson's very missed. One of the best ever. Oh, he's great. I think of something yeah. that Tim said to me 30 years ago pretty regularly. Not lately because I'm not on the road. But when I was an open micer, he was a big shot headliner in Atlanta. And uh, he was kind of the dream we all had. We wanted to be Tim Wilson when we grew up. And I said, what well, do you have any advice for a young comic starting out? And he goes, well, you better enjoy that drive to Chattanooga because that's what comedy is. Yeah. That stayed with me my whole life. That, like I was that's trying great. to enjoy the process of the thing because that's what it is. It's true, man. I, yeah, I, I always enjoyed the long road trips in the car. I think those were my happiest days in comedy when I, you just get in your car and head, head on out. Yeah. And maybe string three or four weeks together and you're just on the road. And those were fun, fun days. And a lot of people don't like that, but uh, I, I really enjoyed it, you know. 
I think about that with young comics now, like how much easier it's gotten with just the phones, you know, like I was never, I always had a cell phone. Uh, yeah, I always had a cell phone when I was on the road, but it, I, I'd heard stories about, you know, digging through quarters and getting the pay phones and checking, you know, directions. But I've still got the, you know, the giant, you know, Rand McNally map that I would lay out in the back of the uh. trunk and I would, you know, plot out how I was going to get places and handwrite directions, you know, pre map quest and all those things. And yeah, yeah. You, know, you miss a turn, you're, you're screwed. You know? Oh man. And they get the whole right down exit seven, past the Wendy's, take a look. Yeah. Yeah. That, that yeah. era is gone, man. I, yeah. I can remember getting the number of the comedy condo and then changing my outgoing message on my home answering machine saying, I'm gone this week. If you need to get a hold of me, Here's yeah. the number I can be reached at this week. And if not, just leave a message and I'll get back to you in a few days, you know, yeah. and then calling in for messages every couple of days to my home phone. <laughs> that sounds like a breath of fresh air right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah it does. Back to that where you're kind of unreachable at times. Oh, to be on oh, the man. Phone, reachable. That sounds great. The best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My dad got a pager in the late eighties. My dad was a notorious track, you know, he was the track. He was at work his whole entire life but he got a pager and he lasted about two weeks and then he lost it <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> that's great what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas these ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health shop now at hero.co yeah i never had a pager i never had a pager me neither I think they were just for drug dealers. Yeah. Yeah. I that era. I didn't have a pager either. I, I definitely had a calling card, though. In the old days, you would to make a call was about a dollar just to start the call. And then it was oh, like, man. A minute. It was kind of an expensive thing. It was. And you'd be on the road in some condo, and you would call all these clubs and spend $40 to have a guy tell you to call you Tuesday for the rest of your life. But you recall you know, numbers. In those, I would say the the years of, let's say, the entire 90s, I think one of my biggest expenses through those years was my phone bill. Oh, yeah. It, it was ridiculous. If I could have those years back and, and I, would, I would find a better way to not have wasted so much money on phone calls. Well, think about how much, the, and I assume the companies were just screwing us back then so much because like I pay $30 a month for T-Mobile right now, like an unlimited wow. texting internet. That's amazing. You know, you can watch, watch ball games like, and yeah. Know, and yeah, was, I remember spending that too. Yeah, like with the, get a long distance card because at a cheaper rates, like you were saying, you know, you had that wall, you had to dig it out, punch your number in, reload oh, yeah. it. Yeah, it was brutal. <laughs> hundreds of dollars yeah i had i had three 350 phone bills some months and that was back in let's say mid 90s isn't was, that what it was broke, nuts isn't that we broke up what is it ma bell or well it was after that but all the long distance companies would charge a fortune anyway yeah. for per minute it was a great That's way right. to get out out of phone calls though hey uh, you <laughs> know my bill's been high lately i gotta run <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Cantor? You're an Ohio boy. What are you looking forward to in the NFL season? Uh, well, I was never a Browns fan, so I, I look forward to the Browns, uh, you know, having another dismal year. Uh, 
just for my friends back home. Um, I don't know. If I, I don't know if I told you the story that I'm I, like. I growing up, I hated Bernie Kosar. I was a Bears fan, like Jim McMahon and Peyton and all those guys. And but I, I hated I hated Bernie's sidearming and all that garbage. And uh, at the 2016 World Series, my friend ended up having those crazy like field level seats, and they were like connected to the ESPN booth. We were you know five feet from the the Cubs, from Bryant and Rizzo and those guys. And wow. Bernie Bernie ended up showing up in our booth, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna get a picture with Bernie because I'm going to like shit on him on social media. Like I can't stand this guy. Like I never, I wouldn't even have the volume on 19 when I was growing up because I didn't like him so much. So then I went up to him. I was like, Hey Bernie, I just wonder if I can get a picture of you. He goes, he goes, yeah, no problem. And then he's like, and he's like, are you, he's like, are you, yeah, I'm wearing an Indian hat. He's like, are oh, you, you're, you're a fan. You're from here. I was like, oh, yeah, I grew up. Uh, he's like, where at? I was like, uh, Mayfield on the East side. He's like, Oh, I love Mayfield. There's that master pizza over there. And, and like, by the time we took the picture, I'm like, I love Bernie Kosar. He's the nicest. Guy. <laughs> he was, he was so sweet. And I'm like, ah, yeah. he's not that bad. And then I ended up getting a ticket to game seven of the world series and I didn't expect it, but I walked into the, uh, I walked into the dugout and he was there again and he gave, or the little dugout suite. And he goes, he's like, great to see you. I was like, I love uh, Bernie Kosar. That's man. great. Shook his Always hand. My man. <laughs> <laughs> that's the opposite of meeting your heroes and they disappoint you. That's uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, meeting. Yeah, that's. I think that's what you're supposed to do is meet people that you hate, and then they will, will impress you. So <laughs> I, I, uh, I did a show in Florida one time at the, at the Ruth Eckerd Hall in uh, Clearwater, Florida. Opened for Vic Damone. Remember Vic Damone, the singer, no. old school, kind of a Tony Bennett type crooner. Okay. Big show. <clears throat> it's a big theater. And sold it out. Uh, he sold it out. I didn't. I'm the opening act doing 20 minutes. And spring training for the Yankees is there, right near that theater. And after I come off stage, the uh, guy who runs the theater goes, hey, you know who's in the crowd tonight? It was George Steinbrenner. I, I grew up, I couldn't stand George Steinbrenner, the owner of the Yankees, for all the stunts he pulled over the years, firing Billy Martin. After the show... George Steinbrenner comes walking backstage. He makes a beeline over to me. He goes, hey, we weren't expecting an opening act comedian. You were tremendous. You were so funny. I wasn't looking forward to comedy. We laughed throughout. You are great. And within 30 seconds, he won me over. Like I couldn't believe. And then, and it took about 30 seconds to a minute. He made me the center of the universe. <laughs> Nothing but compliments. And then he moved on to the next group of people to talk to them. And it made me realize that's how this guy's a billionaire. Yeah. What's that? He told the next group they were hilarious too. <laughs> yes, exactly. He went over to them. I saw you sitting <laughs> over there and I, I just can't imagine. Oh, oh, so what business are you in? Yes. that's. It. I'm doing the, uh, the Larry David voice, but I, <laughs> But I mean, it was it was a, a crazy one minute encounter where I go, okay, that's how the guy's a billionaire. That's he a, does that all day long. On a side note, that from that, I met a guy 15 years ago that worked in Clinton's White House, and he said, same like they would they would go into a town for a fundraiser, they'd hand him a list of the names of the people that were going to be there, and he would just he would go through it quickly, and then he'd get there and go, Jimmy, how's the wife Lisa? How's your kit? And he would and he could rattle it oh, off. Oh man, he had a photographic memory, and he's the guy. Yeah. You know, that's yeah, how he, that's matters. How he, he, he. I
talked to somebody who was at a couple of things, like a real low-level campaign worker, and he had returned like a year later and remembered the guy's name and something they had talked about. Like, he was a crazy freak that way. Wow. He has to be for remembering things and being gregarious and generous. Yeah. Not even one time did he call uh, Tim Cook Tim Apple. That's what I heard. (laughs) Not (laughs) once. Not once. What... uh, I'm trying to think of an example of someone I hated and then I met him. I'm like, ah, oh, he's all right. I can't. That's a, that's yeah. a great story. There've been some. There've been some comics, but I don't want to get into that. I was thinking. Right. That I have a couple. I have one in particular. I don't. I don't like him personally, but I went to see the show kind of begrudgingly, and the show was great. And I was like, all right. Um, don't you hate that? Yeah. <laughs> when they're out of alignment. Yeah, I wasn't rooting for that. Right. <clears throat> yeah. I've only had a couple, but in all the years, all the comics, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of comics, there have only been two or three that I can think of who were outright jackasses. Most of them have been great humans. They're yeah, yeah. smart and funny and kind of self-deprecating. Most comics are great people, I think. Yeah, easy to hang with. And I, and I hear people say, oh, man, comedians are cutthroat and vicious. And it's like, there is that element, but I, I've never found that to be an overwhelming kind of uh, right. factor in the right. world of comedy. Yeah, that's right. I can, I can only think of a few bad experiences. They were yeah. really good. Kipadada was one of them. <laughs> oh, right, right. Well, he, he had his issues. Yeah, he sure did. You know. Um, all right. Hey, I did something a little, like the last couple times we've done this, we had a very uh, almost professionally done little game put together for us by by a couple of our buddies we were guessing over unders from in vegas on different things and just for the hell of it today i looked up a few things because i was kind of curious so i've got them together if you guys want to just do a super light don't try too hard game of guessing over unders on a couple things sure Um, i got three quarterbacks over unders on passing yards for the season kyler murray what do you got for him Season passing yards. He's presumably the next Lamar Jackson. He can run. He can throw. He's on a good team now. What do you think Vegas has for over under for Kyler Murray? Thirty-two hundred. Thirty-two hundred. Tom Ryan. I think twelve hundred, and the season gets shut down about four games in. About right. Right. Yeah, (laughs) I'm going with that too. But Vegas is going to be optimistic. They're going to say thirty-five fifty. That's so do you – is there a, there's a clause where if the season gets cut, though, that all these are tossed out? That is a great question. There must yeah, be right. over-unders because it's not fair to not have the season. Obviously, injuries are part of it. I may, maybe they'll do percentage-wise. You know, if you complete a quarter of the season, then a quarter, you know, it'll drop down to whatever yeah. quarter, you know. There must be some – if you're going to do these big – Or be. they took that into account. Yeah, right. I know I'm in a – I know I'm in a survivor pool, and uh, it basically, if the season gets shut down at some point, the leaders at that point are the ones they're going to split the pot. So, yeah, that's how I'm I haven't gone through all the rules yet. Right. A survival pool feels a little different. Like I feel like it's a war of attrition to see who catches COVID. <laughs> and if you catch it, you're out of the pool. Yeah. Survivor pool. Just the players. Just the, the players in the pool. If they cannot get COVID, they win. Yeah. yeah. 
They all go to the Ozarks. They all have a big party and just right. No masks. No responsibility. Yeah. Survivor pool. That's how you want to celebrate not having COVID. Go to the Ozarks. Enjoy. Yeah. Go to the Ozarks. Uh, yeah. Three thousand nine hundred fifty and a half is the number that Vegas has. Wow. Three thousand nine hundred fifty and a half. Yeah. Damn. I was and just fun. I look. Yes. Aaron wins that one. <clears throat> yeah. Well done. Rivers. And Daniel Jones. Uh, Four thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine and a half. Oh man! Daniel Jones, quarterback of the uh, New York Giants, thirty-seven hundred and ninety-nine. Much lower than Rivers. I'm just saying, Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Rivers sucks. Uh, take the over on Jones and Rivers. Realistically. He's going to have 117 yards in the first half of the first game, and his arm is going to fall off because he's old and he's decrepit. Yeah. <laughs> and he stinks. That's not <laughs> what Vegas thinks. I'm just saying. Uh, one more of these. Uh, Gronk. Total yard. <laughs> That's the correct answer. Yeah. Total yards for Gronk this season. What does Vegas say? Tom Ryan? Oh, man. I don't know what normal is for receiving yards. Uh, I'll give him 900. A really good receiver gets about 1,000-ish. Yeah, okay. I'll give him, uh, I'll say 850. All right. Cancer? 700. Um, 750. All right. 700 is the winner because it's 599 and a half. Whoa. Ooh, I was going to go low, too. Imagine yeah. the back issues are part of that number. Um, and as a promotional tool, if you don't mind, if you're up for it, uh, I'm thinking of doing uh, a meme for every team again this season. Oh, yeah. uh, it's basically like a slogan for the team kind of thing to kind of kick off the year. And I'll just read you three or four of these if you're up for it. Uh, the Browns, if 2020 were a football team. Uh, That's good. The Jets, the Wright brothers' worst nightmare. <laughs> the Cardinals, our team is hot, but it's a dry heat. <laughs> yeah. The Saints, there's more jazz in Utah than Saints in New Orleans. Uh, Steelers, three rivers, fewer stars. Which, by the way, can you name four Steelers this season? I can't. No. Uh, I can barely name four Eagles. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's your team. <laughs> That's my team. And finally, the Vikings. Uh, since me too, we're focusing on the pillaging. <laughs> Those are good. They were great last year too. That's fun. It's a fun thing. I'll try to do it That's every great. year. That's great. The hard thing is not using the one from the year prior. That was right. Great. <laughs> Use the one from two years before. Nobody will remember. Those are good. What the hell? They were, they you get stuck. You can't, you can't throw a franchise tag on one of them and bring it forward? Yeah, maybe. Franchise tagging. Right. Yeah. You pay right. top dollar. No, you can have an old timers meme day. <laughs> Re repurpose them. On this date in 2019. Yes. That's in right. 2019. My one uh, of my favorite ones I had to retire for sure. It's the Redskins. Uh, our last good season was 1491. That's, uh, that's, oh man. It's, it's still true. If I'm not mistaken, that was penned by Tom Simmons. Uh huh. There's a yeah. shout. Good old Tom. He had a, <laughs> he had a great one today. 
Did he? Tell us about it. Not about football, but uh, yeah, that, uh, he said that that uh, 17-year-old kid that killed the Black Lives Matter protester is going to get released from prison just in time to speak at the RNC tonight. Ah, uh, uh, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, he, he had brutal. the guts to go a little bit further than the St. Louis couple did. He had the guts to do it. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, it's just <clears throat> They awful. totally deserve the shit they're getting on that front this week, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Um, as long as we're plugging stuff, uh, if you would like to join the Quick Snaps Fantasy League, uh, Aaron and I have uh, had a discussion, and we're going to do no entry fee this year. We don't know what's happening. It's a crazy year, and people are broke anyway. So if you want to join the league, it'll be just for fun. We'll have a couple of prizes at some point. We'll figure that out. It's a 16-team league. Uh, we relegate two teams every year. The bottom two are kicked out, and we take two more new people. So uh, write us at quicksnapshow at gmail.com. Is that right, Aaron? Nailed it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well done. why you want to play in our fantasy league. Tell, Give us some fantasy background. Say something you know about listening to the show, and uh, and we'll pick two of you guys to join the, join the fun. It's always been great. It's been great fun. Last year I had the 16th pick out of 16. Uh, but I wound up with Lamar Jackson in the sixth round and ended up having a great season. So you never know. Yeah, you did all right. 16 teams is tough. And uh, to get that back-to-back at 16 is a little different than getting that back-to-back at uh, 12. It's funny. uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Matthew Berry, the fantasy guy from ESPN, and he's in the War Room League. That's the big hardcore league with all the experts. Adam Schefter and all those guys are in it. And uh, this year he drew 16th. He was 16th last year as well. So he was bitching about that. Um, But, you know, you find it Lamar Jackson, you'll be fine. Um, Anything else we need to cover, uh, Aaron? Did I forget something? Can we plug something else? No, man, that's it. But I think, you know, we should, I guess, mention that we'll be doing more video stuff throughout the year, right? So um, if you sign up for our Patreon, all the video stuff will go on to the Patreon, and then we'll continue to do the audio stuff to the regular podcast feed. But if you want to see, you know, bald heads and stuff once in a while and comedians telling jokes and, you know, our regular shenanigans on the video, uh, sign up for the Patreon, patreon.com slash quicksnaps. And we'll occasionally grab a Patreon supporter and have them on a show. So, as Aaron said, we're going to be doing more and more video content. We won't do it every time, but we'll, we'll figure it out, see how it goes as we go. And it always goes also onto the podcast, so you can listen the way you always have. Thanks for listening, everybody. And thanks for doing this, you two knuckleheads. Good to see you oh, guys. Yeah, man. Good to see you guys. Good to see you guys. Thanks for having me. Good to see your faces. You. It's been a long yep. time. Yeah. Absolute giants. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Go Falcons. Hey, all of your uh, fantasy and otherwise dreams come true. Hopefully we'll have some real football here soon. and We'll be doing some old-fashioned football jokes and and regular old quick snap stuff here around the corner. Thanks for watching, everybody. See ya.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.